The Dow hit a record high. Moving steady. The economy. Oh, we got your back, Jack. Make a great plan, man. Oh, real McCoy, Troy. Our three cents for free. The options are big, Nick. You need to discuss much. You got the key, KC, in exit strategy. Welcome to Our Three Cents. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Nick Antonucci. Hey, Nick. Hey, Troy. And Casey Smith. That is K period, C period, not Casey Smith. That's right. Nobody ever makes that Comes with an explanation. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. it's Exactly. I mean, like the Sunshine Band. Just call me Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah, well, I mean, it would be a lot easier, and I don't think anybody... Mix that up with anything. Sunshine is just sunshine, right? That's right. All right. Uh, the show today, we want to talk about owners, business owners, who might be managing uh, a little bit of cash on the side. We'd hope that that... Or a uh, lot of bit of cash. Or, I mean, you know, either one. Um, but uh, Our Three Cents is a podcast that is put together with uh, business owners in mind. We talk a lot about exit strategy, business planning, and uh, various and sundry other things that may or may not pertain to uh, business whatsoever. But uh, today, like I said, we're going to talk a bit about cash. And uh, Casey, we've ran into this a few times lately, in fact, quite a bit, uh, where business owners have uh, been quite successful. Um, you know, the... the uh, uh, economy has not been the absolute grandest to everyone, but there are some out there that have uh, succeeded pretty wildly and uh, have cash. And uh, right now, it's kind of a, a weird thing. I mean, even even on the side where you're talking about um, investors, how much money are you making on cash these days? Yeah, not much. Not Nothing. Hardly anything. In fact, yeah. you're, you're, Negative. you're losing money in, in real terms after right. inflation. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's a it's a problem that we're seeing quite a bit nowadays, and I don't know if it's just amplified by the fact that you're not earning anything on your cash. Well, I think it's that, and and you know this isn't grounded in any sort of sort of research, but conversations we've had with business owners and their mindsets, so many of them went through the financial crisis and the yep. recession um, in two thousand, you know, six, seven, eight, or right. even the pandemic last year. I mean, right. it's causing people to to want to stockpile some cash or. You know, in some situations that we've seen recently, they don't have the ability to buy inventory and things that, you know, they might otherwise be spending that cash on to, to grow their business. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. So I think it's yeah. twofold. Their, their past experience, uh, you know, during the financial crisis, um, but also, Casey, like you said, the pandemic and fear of, of reliving that experience again. And, you know, I know we personally have talked to several business owners who they don't use any sort of debt financing because they don't want to get themselves in a similar situation. Right. So it's almost ingrained in their minds that debt is a bad thing. And as we know, debt can be a good thing. Especially in a, in a business. I mean, you know, nobody likes to, to think about or, or say the words bankruptcy. Right. But that, that whole process is created to promote entrepreneurialism and, and the, you know, the fact that if, if God forbid something happens to your business and you're not able to satisfy your, your debt obligations, you know, that's what it's there for so that you're not personally harmed uh, necessarily. The assets of the business go away um, or you restructure however you come out of that. But, um, you know, that's that's really gives you some flexibility to to take on some debt if you needed to to Absolutely. finance your operations. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you bring up the notion of uh, adding debt to your business and immediately we didn't even get into the conversation. We just went right to bankruptcy. 
Uh, weird enough. So you I know. think it's the way that business owners' minds That's, that's do. why they it call really me sunshine. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm always looking exactly. on the bright side. Right. Exactly. KC, bright side, sunshine. There we go. Uh, so let's let's flesh it out a little bit. First of all, let's think about it. If, if you've got a business that operates as a sole proprietorship, uh, a partnership or an S corporation, you're going to get taxed on the income no matter what you do, right? Yeah, exactly. Corporation, the same deal. The difference in the corporation and all the other three that we just mentioned, uh, you know, you, you really don't have a problem moving cash or assets out of those other three like you would for a, a C corporation, right? Correct, yeah. Uh, so, you know, with, with those folks, I would say just go ahead and take it on a personal level invest the money elsewhere if you've got uh, issues that are locked up. Now, uh, from from a concept of kind of keeping powder dry, uh, being able to invest, whether it be in your business or personally, uh, you know, outside of the business in, in uh, publicly traded stocks, other businesses, whatever it might be, uh, you know, it doesn't create a problem there. But inside a C corporation, you've got kind of a, a situation where, uh, first of all, I would say, you know, you might have a few other options with a C corp, but in in reality, you've added a layer of tax, no matter what you do, right? Yeah. So you create uh, you create income. You have earnings in the business. You're going to be taxed uh, business income. Uh, you're going to be taxed at a corporate rate, right? Yeah. Uh, you decide that you don't want to move the business, move the cash out of that business uh, because you're trying to avoid the, the uh, tax on a dividend that you're going to pay to yourself as an owner. Um, so you invest within the business. Well, if you invest in things that are going to grow, which really is the name of the game in investing, right? Uh, it grows. You sell some of it. You've got a capital gain. Uh, or you invest in something that pays a dividend. You've got a dividend tax. Yeah. Uh, so now, instead of doing that on a personal level, you've created a situation where you you take it out of the business at some point in the future, and you're going to get taxed three times, right? Exactly. It's, it's very difficult to, uh, trying to manage around that. Um, you know, so I think it's probably best to, to – uh, uh, my opinion, go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off, pass it through to yourself if it's not uh, cash that you're looking to use in the future within your business. Now, Casey, you said something about inventory. There are supply issues in the supply chain at the moment. If you cannot buy inventory, the money sitting on the sidelines is, I mean, that's what it's earmarked for. You're yeah. probably just going to have to bite the bullet and not make much. I think that brings in to... Uh, as a perfect lead into another conversation choice, how much is the right amount of cash to have? Absolutely. Exactly. Right. And, and nobody knows how much cash you need better than y you, you as, as business the business owner. owner. You right. know what your working capital needs are, how much cash you need to buy inventory, et cetera, things that you might have on the horizon. Um, and, and so there's not necessarily like an, an exact percentage. It varies industry to industry. And if you're willing to pay a, a small fee, there are resources out there. There used to be free IRS data, but I think since 2013, they haven't published it. But industry level data where you could, you know, type in your SIT code or NAICS code and get a snapshot of, you know, the average balance sheet um, within your industry. So you could see, you know, how much does the average company in this industry carry in cash versus inventory, et cetera, right. um, throughout the balance sheet. So there's kind of, you know, a, a guideline for you, general guidelines. So you can see if you're, you know, in the ballpark of that. But lately in some of the valuations we've been doing, you know, it's it's millions of dollars, which, you know, I guess is all relative, but, you know, 50% more than they need to have in cash sure. sitting on the balance right. sheet, if not more. And, and 
Yeah, and if just, you're doing that just to avoid the tax on it, then you know it begs the question of why are you doing that? Because it, theoretically, you should be using that. I mean, it's an opportunity cost, right? It's sitting there. Sure, and, absolutely. And you should be using that to either grow your business or you know take it out of the business and invest it and do something with right. it. Right, enrich you're earn yourself. More than, yeah, exactly. Right. So, uh, and there's ways to do that even inside the business. You know, you can you can fund retirement accounts. There, sure. There's things that that you can do to kind of get some of that cash off of the off of the balance sheet or out of re- your retained earnings and into maybe a retirement plan for you and your employees. Um, you know, it, like we said, if for an S corp, it's, it's not as big of a deal because you, you, most cases you paid the tax on that money that's sitting there anyway. So um, in that case, why not just take it out and, and do something with it personally? Sure. Um, unless you're needing it to, to finance your operations. So um, all of those things are, are really taken into consideration, but you guys said said it perfectly. I mean, nobody knows the working capital needs better than, than you as than a business the owner. owner. Right, absolutely. Well, um, you know, so since we've already brought it up, let's talk a little bit about debt. And, and before we leave that cash topic, just remember the IRS is, uh, you know, they've got rules in place that uh, actually are made to more or less force you to go ahead and push that cash out to the individual investors. Um, you know, you get too much cash accumulated and uh, you report that to the IRS, which your balance sheet's going to be seen, right? Yeah. Uh, they're going to have questions for you and, and they very well may actually charge you a, the equivalent to the of the tax on the cash that's kept in anyway. So make sure if you're doing it, you have good reason. I think, you know, uh, if if you're saving that off for inventory and you can't purchase the inventory at the moment, uh, make good notes. Yeah, just document that. Right. That, that, and and you, you should probably have some kind of historical track record to, to say that normally you would have spent, you know, X number of dollars on inventory. Right. Um, and with growth and things like that. So, uh, you know, a lot of another reason someone might keep cash is for acquisitions of of other businesses or equipment or whatever. So yeah, Yeah, as long as you have something in mind for the use of the cash and it's not, it, it, you're just, just proving that you're not just trying to avoid the tax, but otherwise exactly. you should pay it out as a dividend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to, if you want to make a, a real safe investment, I mean, you could buy treasuries, I guess, within the within the business. You just got to be careful too there that you're not uh, generating more income with the investment than you make than you are with your operations, because that too becomes a bit of a problem. It makes tax season a whole lot more complicated and, and shouldn't yeah, be sure. done. Whole other discussion, but you're still. Getting in real negative yield there, too. This is the full yeah. employment uh, discussion for CPAs like John Nixon. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, good old John. Uh, so the the uh, let's talk about the tax. I mean, about borrowing. Yeah. Uh, the government actually encourages borrowing, and the reason, or I don't know the reason necessarily, but I think the it is, as you said, that. Casey, uh, kind of encouraging entrepreneurship. But uh, the way they do it is by allowing you – uh, a, a tax break on interest. Yeah, you so, can deduct the interest. On exactly. It. They call it the corporate tax shield, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to be the equivalent of one minus your your uh, tax rate, and um, you know, you get um, when you when you think about the cost of debt these days. I mean, you can get loans somewhere between, uh, just depending on your financials, but somewhere between six and three percent, right? Um, and uh, yeah, historically low rates. I mean, for precisely for business loans and things like that. And I mean, debt, debt, you know, is not necessarily an evil thing when, right. especially when you're talking about a business, because as we just talked about, there there are 
protections, you know, for you personally, uh, for one thing. But as you said, also the the corporate tax shield. I mean, you have the ability to deduct that interest. Uh, so it's a it's it's a tax savings for you, right? Um, and it helps you kind of you know you use that you borrow against that, and that's leverage, which in theory grows your the equity of your business faster because you're assuming that there's growth. Uh, I mean that works in reverse too. <laughs> if it, if it's going the other way, then sure. your earnings leverage your, your working equity against you. Yeah, right. Reduces it shrinks, faster. Shrinks quicker, right? No doubt. Uh, but the the thing uh, is, so just assume your your tax rate's twenty percent. So you're getting a twenty percent discount from the interest rate that your bank is making on any loan where you're borrowing money for the operations of your business. Uh, Nick, you and I have seen the math. We know how this works. Uh, the way that any investment actually works, if you want to value an investment, is you project out uh, cash flows using historical results. You project those out into the future um, at a reasonable rate, right? You, yep. you want to make sure you're doing something that actually meshes with historical returns. Uh, and, and then you discount those back to present current. value. Yeah, yeah, the current amount, the present value. And how do you do that? With the weighted average cost of capital, and which is two parts. It's your cost of equity and your cost of debt. Right. Your after-tax cost of debt. Right. So, in theory, the more debt you use, the lower your cost, cost of, of capital, capital gets. Because debt financing is cheaper than equity financing. Right. And, and there's various reasons why. Number one, debt financing is, you know, there's a, a contractual obligation for uh, the borrower to pay back the cash. Whereas equity financing, there's really no... Uh, financial or no contractual obligation for an individual to pay uh, right. the the equity holder anything. Some people, you know, do pay debt. Some corporations do pay uh, dividends, rather. Um, but, but in reality, equity is always more expensive than debt. There's a lot more risk in it. <clears throat> so you, um, when you think about it this way, when you have a, a smaller denominator and you're using the cash flows that you've assumed are going to occur in the future, the smaller the denominator, the bigger your present value. Mm -hmm. This is the basis, the theoretical basis of the reason that your business is going to be worth more when you get ready to sell it if you use debt. Now, you know, like I said in, earlier in the conversation, immediately you bring up debt and somebody talks about bankruptcy. Uh, there is a risk of bankruptcy that grows significantly at certain levels of debt so you know you got to be careful of that uh nick you mentioned a, a database that tells you uh certain details you know you can go out and look at publicly traded companies in certain industries and figure out kind of what the the average level of debt is for those businesses as well sure so uh you you have to assume that the individuals that are managing operating running that business uh, have been in there a while and probably know a little about the risk that they're undertaking. Um, you know, it doesn't always pan out that way, but well, and if you, you if you have this cash that you've got set aside anyway, you know, if you're one of these right. business owners that that's what you, you have a significant amount of of cash sitting on the sidelines or, or for whatever reason, I mean that that's essentially insulating you from some of those 
that risk of, yeah. of the default. Right. Worst um, case scenario, you take the cash you take and pay the cash it off. and pay it off. Exactly. Right. Or so, at least service the debt. Right. right. Exactly. So there's there's some the ability to lever the business without a, a whole lot of risk if if you've got the cash that where you could just turn around and pay it off. Exactly. You know. So there's there's some uh, something to be said for using debt financing in a business. Absolutely. And and that literally is is the biggest point we wanted to make today. I mean, especially if you have cash sitting on the sidelines, why in the world wouldn't you just get more? Yeah. Actually, you can finance your operations in a whole lot cheaper way by and using Then maybe debt. you can use that some of that cash to to invest either in the business or or outside of the business and just exactly pay, pay the taxes on it and and use yep. it to increase your personal wealth. Great way to finance growth, like buying off another business or buying out another business, you know, buying some competitors, peers, whatever. All right. Well, this is uh, all we had to offer you for our three cents today. Thank you for listening. I'm Troy Harmon. If uh, you need to get in touch with us, you can give us a call, 770-429-9166 at Hensler Financial. You can ask for Troy, Casey, or Nick, and uh, we can help you on your business strategies. You just need to commence, gents. Make a great plan, man. A real McCoy, Troy. Our three cents for free. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.